With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Happy, happy days, Beatle fans, as our virus now is coming to a close and our lockdown and our our mask wearing, and I hope you're all getting vaccinated. And if you're not, you know, that's your, that's your privilege not to, but it's good to start to feel the freedom again of, of, uh, of being able to go out and get and do things. But in the meantime, we're still doing our shows, and we will continue doing our shows. So when you got a moment, sit down, sit back, and listen. This week's guest is Pearl Cowley of New York, and uh, she saw the Beatles twice um, at Chase Stadium. And she also at one point had a very close encounter with John and Paul. So let's get her on here. Hello, Pearl. How are you? Hi. How are you, Jen? Good. Now nice you, you sign you sign off your emails Pearly. Do you like to be called Pearly or Pearl? Um, yeah, you can. You, uh, Pearl is fine. Pearl is fine. Okay. <laughs> and it, so <laughs> so let's 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 just kind of dig right in here. Um, you got in contact with me when you heard about you know uh, Marianne Laffin's story and and the fact that you're one of that group, the the uh, uh, Gate Dadium. Which I'm sure yeah, I call after them, <laughs> yeah, I call them New New York Apple Scruffs is what I call uh, our 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 little group that used to gather because we were really pretty much like the kids in Apple who used to hang out there, you know in, yeah, in London. Yeah, sure seems sure seems like a very dedicated bunch, and um, yeah, I, I think after all these shows start to air and everything with all these people who met at Gate B, I think. Gate B is going to become rather crowded. I really don't remember the gate. <laughs> everybody, that, she I, said it was, I, yeah. yeah, gate B for Beatles. So yeah, that um, makes sense. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So that's how, yeah, for those, those of us who are getting older and the memory's going, that's, you know, so mm-hmm. learn, you know, remember by association B for Beatles, it was gate B. Um, so how old were you in 1964 when the Beatles, you know, were on Ed Sullivan? I was 12. Yeah, uh-huh. I was 12 when they, when they appeared on Ed Sullivan. And it's like a night I'll never forget. Uh, uh, that's embedded but, in me forever. Yeah, did you have a family that watched Ed Sullivan every every yes. week? Yes. Yeah, we watched it every week. And... and- uh, yeah, that particular night, um, it was. Uh, I was very excited because I knew they were going to be on, and and I'd already heard um, um, their arrival over the radio and on the television news. Mm-hmm. And uh, when um, 
when the show was about to go on, I was like sitting directly in front of the screen. <laughs> Poor mom and dad saying, Get it. you're going to hurt your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, famous, well, yeah. <laughs> Pretty famous much. last yeah. words, parents. You're gonna mm-hmm. hurt. You. Move mm-hmm. back. Um, yeah, all through the, uh, so that's my memory. All through the '70s is t- in TV. You're gonna hurt your eyes. Um, so, did did you have siblings at the time? No, you I was siblings? an only child. Okay, yeah. so there wasn't I, I there wasn't an only the child. older sister who was going crazy. No, and you no, it her? was actually my my mother and my. Um, grandmother was watching, and um, I believe my two aunts may have been watching with me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Gir- mm. Girls' night. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, how did they react? Do you remember? Um, I wasn't completely conscious of them. <laughs> I was what so did they talk about their long the hair? Screen. Oh, they need. Did they say? Oh, uh, all, they need all hair. I, all I remember is them saying, uh, "Look at her." <laughs> oh, okay. So they were caught. Kind of, so they I thought really you were was, being funny. I was very excited. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if they were if they were the long, you know. Oh, they need haircuts. Oh, you know, uh, this noise. Listen to that noise. You know. No, okay, I didn't get so, any of that. No, no. I was. I had a very supporting. My mother loved the Beatles. My grandmother loved the Beatles. Oh, how great uh, is I was, that? Uh, there was a generation gap and all that, but about uh, regarding the Beatles, there was agreement. They all oh. they were impressed. And the reason for that is my mother was very um, into classical music and the the arts in general. So as mm-hmm. a result, uh, she appreciated them. She could see what what they had oh that's great that's great mm-hmm. yeah i think i think my dad and i on, only ever agreed on one group in 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 our lifetime besides 50s music mm-hmm. i'm talking about you know when we when it was current whatever was current at the time mm-hmm. and i remember as a kid it was abba that was it abba <laughs> was the about the only group we could ever agree on in the 70s um so my mom forget it she didn't agree on anything so uh no abba's not in the same uh same category. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. There is no. The Beatles are their own category. We can't even put anybody close to them. So, so mm-hmm. but it, just right. the analogy of of knowing how it feels when you're. Well, you said yours was very supportive, but you know, as I said, my parents just didn't agree with the music. Yeah, um, I know that a lot of parents were yeah totally against them. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, you're 12 then. And, you know, um, did you even consider, you know, going to see them or did the topic ever come up that first year in 64? Oh, yeah. You know, as soon as I, right after I saw them, it was like my life just changed. Um, It's like a light went off in my head and, you know, they became the center of my universe at that time. And um, I, um, Yes, I wanted to see them. I wanted to touch them. You know, it was my. It became a life ambition. <laughs> you know? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Now, did you have a lot uh-huh. of friends? Did you have a lot of friends at the time who were also Beatles fans um, that you could? Oh yeah, I mean, at school, like the very next day, it was total madness. That's, you know, everything. The it's the only topic that day. Yeah, I can't you know, I, uh, I mean, there, there was uh, such a 
I did, I went to a Catholic school. Okay. And, yeah, I was about uh, to ask that. Was it co-ed? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was in in the sense at that point, I was in seventh grade, and uh, I'm trying to remember. It was co-ed, but there was a a girls' school and a boys' school. So okay. that we were divided. So there would be like a sixth grade girls class and a sixth grade boy class. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, 1965 rolls around. Now, how did you get tickets to the Shea? Oh, the, um, to the show at Shea. I had, I had my mom order them. Mm-hmm. Um. It was. I remember when they arrived. It was. It was very exciting. Uh, she only paid like five dollars and seventy-five cents or something like that. Um, I. I have. I still have the ticket stubs. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I've seen Paul McCartney for over three hundred dollars several times. <laughs> when you yeah. think I saw four Beatles, four Beatles for under six dollars <laughs> yeah you know and yeah. at that time it was probably considered expensive you know oh yeah i know i know that i know yeah. a couple people that i've interviewed have talked about the the five dollar expensive five dollar ticket and what they had to go through <laughs> just to raise five dollars so that they could give their parents yeah. the money to get them the ticket now who, who went with you who did you go with to the show oh um uh next door neighbor who was a like a best friend of mine at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were um, you all dolled up? I don't remember. I doubt it. I, yeah, I had really lousy seats. Uh, I was sitting um, at the very top. I mean, like, uh, you know, in the, the nosebleed section. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, yeah. And that wasn't, at the time, though, it wasn't like you could really, I mean, you could chase, you know, obviously pick the price of the ticket, but when you were sending away for them, you kind of got what you got in the mail, right? Yeah, you right? got what you got. I mean, there was no guarantee where you were going to sit. You know, you just wanted to be in there anyway. You know, mm-hmm. back then the whole thing was I want to be breathing the same air as them. You know, it was that kind of feeling. So right. you, you didn't even, yeah. I mean, but once I was up there, I was like crying because I wanted to, I, 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 you know, I bought these, these little, uh, they were selling these binoculars that, didn't do anything, <laughs> you know. So I remember I was crying because I said, "Oh God, I could see them." You know, they mm-hmm. were, but they were really basically four dots at that point. Yeah, yeah. and I, I can't yeah. imagine the the audio and. <laughs> well, oh, but it that, better up that was part of the excitement. I mean, just hearing the constant, you know, the constant din of screaming was. Yeah, and that just chills, you know. It was yeah. amazing. And then, you know, oh. you would see people running, you know, getting past police and trying to get to them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I actually, I interviewed, it's coming up, that'll be that'll be airing of someone who actually uh, uh, ran onto the field. And, uh-huh. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so, so you, you know, the, her story's coming up on, on her journey halfway, halfway to the Beatles. Uh, yeah. Oh, and you you would be rooting for these people to get there, and because they all represented, you know, so yeah, <laughs> anyone it was, it would was, represent to touch them. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it, it, it it's so interesting to hear hear those stories because, you know, I, I always wondered what would happen 
if everybody once one person went so many people went that it just flooded the the uh you know there was no way all the cops could the cops that were there could stop that many people i mean that would be that would have been my yeah. thought oh look mm-hmm. they're going after her now's my chance you know um, that's true but it wasn't easy to climb over the i mean there were obstacles they were on they were on second base it was not easy to get to them Oh, I'm you know, sure. there were too many obstacles. How, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I was all the way on the top. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, by the time and the shows were pretty, pretty short. I mean, they only lasted like twenty, twenty-five minutes. Um, yeah, can can you imagine I, going I mean, to a concert and paying paying good money and having a twenty-five minute show? Listening yeah, to twenty-five minutes. Oh, you know, God, um, yeah. It's, so you didn't Crazy. feel the need to dress up because I know that a lot of people, you know, and it was funny because someone just posted a comic, uh, a mm-hmm. comic copy of a comic strip online about, you mm-hmm. know, every girl thought that, you know, one of the Beatles was going to spy her in the audience and, you know, yeah. just <laughs> whisk her off her feet. So everybody got dressed up and had their hair done. But I guess mm-hmm. you knew you were up top. and No, I didn't know where I was. I had no idea. I had no idea where I would be. It's just, uh, I don't remember what I wore, so that's why I'm not telling you. I don't remember if I got dressed. That's not something I... Right, right, yeah. You know. It wasn't that, I I guess it wasn't that important. Yeah, Yeah, because I mean, there's there's people who took pictures and everything, but okay. So, um, next year rolls around, and again, you get to, you know, did your mom send away for the tickets again. again? Okay, well that time my mother went with me, you know, and I had I had better seats. Um, okay. In the yellow seats that time, it's still not down, you know, by the dugout or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know about that, frankly. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I went with my mom. I actually had a better time with her. <laughs> oh, really? And uh, yeah, and because yeah, it was just great. It was a very emotional. Both nights were very emotional. So, so, so did, yeah. were you a screamer? Yeah. Did oh, sc- absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so, so, what what happens when your mother's with you and you're you're screaming? Does she, she encourage this, or do you not scream? I just I'm not conscious of her. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was so, pretty rebellious. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I guess I guess I also. Did, I mean, your mom was enjoyed it. Yeah, she loved it. She she absolutely she loved them. She went so, with so, me to see a hard day's night. She took me to the the first time to a hard day's night. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and she and I made her. And everybody was screaming in in the auditorium, and I made her stay through an, a second viewing. <laughs> wow! So well, that's and not that's no, that, that, saying no. Yeah, that's a that's a supportive supportive mother. Yeah. Did you um? Yeah. Did your you know? Did I guess were were you at a theater where there was screaming going on when it was you know when they when the Hard Day's Night was on? the screen in the theater. Yeah. yeah. So it was mm-hmm. it was mayhem there too, huh? Yes, and they had just played Forest Hills. I didn't get to go to that one. And this mm-hmm. was, this theater was around the corner from them from from Forest Hills. Oh. Uh, and they had just played like maybe a few nights. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, a few nights earlier. 
And I remember talking to someone saying that they could hear the screaming all the way to where this movie theater was. Yeah. Wow. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't go to that one. Uh, Yeah. So it was like a whole people's week in Forest Hills with the, you know, with the movie and the concert and, Mm. Yes, I so, imagine well, it was. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't live in Forest Hills. I lived in Elmhurst at that point. Elmhurst, okay. New York. Okay. Which is near so, Shea Stadium, actually. Yeah. Okay, so at some point during all this, you end up you end up involved with the group that Marianne Laffin talked about, the one that. Okay. You well, the, yeah. The way that that developed was in 1967. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beatles had already stopped touring. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone, you know, people like me, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, were uh, kind of jonesing for them. And um, so I decided to go to uh, uh, the hotel where the monkeys were staying at, which it was the same hotel where the Beatles had stayed um, the previous mm-hmm. year. And uh, there were a lot of people there. Um and in my mind, I'm comparing, let's say, are there as many people for the monkeys as there were for the Beatles? Because I was always like, every success of the Beatles I felt was my own for some reason. <laughs> you know, like every number one. Like I was always rooting for them to hit number one, you know, instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always my, you know, I was always very conscious of the top 40, et cetera. So, yeah, did you have, um, did, were, your, were your bedroom walls plastered in pictures and posters? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so it was. Um, it was. Go to sleep with them. Wake up with them. Twenty-four-seven. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. So I'm. I'm. I went there with two friends, and I was standing on a corner, and I just started this conversation with this girl, whom I did not know, and I told her, you know, I'm really here for the Beatles, because you know the monkeys are here, and they shouldn't be here, you know. Right. And this was a protest. Point, this was. These, the, just to clarify, this was a protest that the monkeys were staying in the hotel. Right, on right? my part, right? And, right, and there was, <laughs> there was other there, more than you. There were people yeah, gathered there, were. there so, just to protest yeah. the fact that the monkeys, how dare they stay in the same hotel that the Beatles mm. stayed in. They're in the they, right. they, they, wrong turf. We're talking sharks and jets here, you know. <laughs> right, right. So I... Um, so, the, so this girl said, you know, there's a bunch of people here who feel the same as you do. And um, and so she introduced me to, um, this was in front of the uh, CBS building, I believe that's the building that's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or maybe it's ABC. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. Well, in any case, um, so I, I met some people and then we started like coming every day. Um, and the same people would show up and we kind of all decided to plan this thing called a beetle rally, mm-hmm. you know? And so we said, Hey, let's meet in central park. And we walked over to central park, I think the first time. And then we mm-hmm. said, Hey, let's keep meeting. And that was, um, uh, by a tree. We, there was a specific tree. And uh, we kept saying, okay, you know, we would be by the Warwick, and they'd say, oh, let's go to Central Park, we'll go by the tree, and people would laugh, like, what tree? There's like a million trees in Central Park, <laughs> you know? 
mm-hmm. but we knew which tree, okay? So um, right. I do remember uh, Sergeant Pepper came out that summer, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, it was an amazing feeling in the air. A summer of love was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then Brian Epstein died, and uh, we all, I remember we all had like a little, we had a moment of silence around that tree in Central uh-huh. Park. Do you remember yeah. about how many of you there were? I mean, was it more than 20 or less? Or... Oh, man. I, I guess there was a core group of around 50 people, really. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so anytime anything beetle-ish or beetle-related would happen, we were like a grapevine to each other. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, we call each other, say, Paul's in town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just leave whatever, drop whatever we were doing, and go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, so, um, wasn't it nice? Wasn't it nice to be a teenager? You know, when you could do that, just drop. Yeah, know, summertime, yeah. drop what you're doing, and just go, go fi- figure out where Paul's headed or John or whatever. So continue right. on. So the major time that that happened, the the, the most important, you know call that we got. I was with my girlfriend Janice at the point and uh, <clears throat> I think she was in my house that day and, and, and we got a call and said, you know, Paul and John are, are, are coming and uh, they're, they're uh, I don't remember the exact details of that but we ended up going to Manhattan in front of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel mm-hmm. and um, Yeah, this would have been when they were announcing Apple, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why they came to promote mm-hmm. Apple on the mm-hmm. on the Tonight Show, right? So um, they, uh, you know, we're standing around in front of the hotel, and this regular taxi cab pulls up, and out come John and Paul, and uh, you know, we're like. What you know? <laughs> and it's like John runs past us. He's wearing a white suit. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs past us, and Paul we held back somehow. He's more amenable. He was more amenable that mm-hmm. way, and we held him back. And I remember I'm um, I'm to his left side and we're all surrounding him and I'm rubbing his arm because I'm in total disbelief that I'm actually touching touching this man who a year ago I was up in nosebleed seeds you know mm-hmm. and never thought I would get this close mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I remember uh, there was this one guy who used to hang around with us um, his name was Tommy and um uh, he uh, he was laughing at me. He said, "You look like you were looking at God," you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember he was making fun of me, but he was the same way, you know, because he, mm-hmm. he was a big, yeah, right, yeah, right. So, so that was the first, yeah, yeah. So I just I just interviewed someone uh, last week, and mm-hmm. she was there at this moment, the same moment yeah. when when they Linda and. She, she actually, uh, I think it was. Linda Woods? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, were you friends with her? Yeah. 
Yeah, we met. At the time? Um, at During that period of time. I don't remember exactly how I met her, but, um, yeah. We, we have yeah. A, an experience. We have a vague memory of Linda Eastman uh, hanging out there. Yeah, uh, she or told me. She I, tell, I, yeah, I she remember told this that woman story. saying, like, grow up, you know? Uh-huh. She's, she's very bitchy. And, and I said, oh, God. I guess she, who the hell yeah, I was saying, I, said, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know that Linda, Linda had gotten, that Linda quite understood because she was very friendly fan friendly later on when wings when she was kind of forced into the situation um she was you know she was uh she was a groupie and she you know she got through by by using a camera you know by right right using so i don't think she the guys of a photographer yeah yeah so i don't think she quite understood what she was saying and i believe she probably i'd like to believe i i would like to believe that she would look back on that and thought you know i should have been a little kinder to the fans at that well, moment she had been, yeah well she wasn't even with paul then i think i believe she'd already met him and all that and that's why she was there but but she, she, had, she i mean yeah so they weren't dating at the time or anything no he was still with jane at that point Oh, yeah, okay. I never liked Linda. Yeah, just for the record. I, I, all, this, all this talk about, oh, Linda was the greatest. I mean, let me tell you, all those years, the fans would go to the concerts, and this woman could not play an instrument or a sing or anything, and she was put up on stage, and she was hated at this point. Yeah, um, oh, oh, I was, and, I was, and people then did this complete turnaround because she passed, and I feel, and I've always felt bad for Paul, you know, because he clearly came to love her. She, I mean, right. she was the mother of his kids, but I never really liked her as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, something I don't know that I, I really got to, to know. I think, I think one of the things that, that made people become Linda fans after her death was Heather. <laughs> you know, when you, when you kind of compared the two, you kind of said, you know, well, compared oh, to Heather, compared. you mean Heather Mills? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about her daughter because she had a daughter named Heather. No, 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 not not yeah. her daughter Heather. No, I'm yeah. talking about yeah. uh, his his yeah. second wife. Mm-hmm. So everybody, you know, right. you had to compare the two. You kind of went with the Linda. You became a Linda fan at that point. But um, <sighs> so uh, yeah, because because as I said, you know, um, uh, Linda. Now back to Linda Woods. You know, she talks about our, uh, I, I can't remember her, her other name, Linda Ranky, Ranky Woods. Is that what she goes by? Anyway, she, she, you know, she was talking about a headlock. Woody. Back that she, yeah. That she put a, kind of put a, him in, Paul in a headlock at the time and kissed him. And I don't uh, know. If you, uh, yeah, that I don't know. I don't, I was conscious yeah. only of myself. I have no idea. Uh, I guess, I guess you do all kind of put on blinders and you have no idea what's going on because you have this moment that you're ready to capture, just capture the moment, you know, and, right. and I know that other yeah. people have talked about that where literally you just stare into the face and you sit there and you think absorb every detail at this moment because it's exactly. about to go away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So where was, um, so John, John had run off. He went right through the revolving doors into the uh, into the hotel. Like uh, I'll never forget that. He, Paul was kind of left behind, <laughs> but he he was held back. And I mean, I remember, uh, I, I 
I wanted to get close to John at that point, but I, I really, um, you know, I did later. I, I got to touch him, but, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't as, 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 uh, you know, close as, or as long because they were, I was surrounded by a lot, a lot more people at that moment. So it was mm-hmm. one of those things that was in a crowd and I, I touched, I grabbed his hand. I put my hand into his. When, and, and when was, when was that? Because, you know, um, okay. That was a few days later. That was a few days later when, uh, he moved to, uh, when they, they both, uh, went to stay at Nat Weiss's apartment mm-hmm. on the Upper East side. And, um, uh, I had a, a whole other thing that happened there. I don't know if you want to hear about that. That's, uh, this oh, actually, tell, it. tell the story. My, Absolutely. My, okay. So this, uh, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Malcolm Evans, mm-hmm. uh, came out of, um, a car and I'd been, I'd been on amongst the big crowd of about a thousand people at this point. And this is in front of Nat Weiss's apartment. Oh, okay. And, um, wow. Yeah. And um, uh, I decided to write Paul a letter. All right. So I don't know where I got a pen, whatever. I wrote him this letter and I was wearing these love beads. They were very long. And um, I wrapped them around the letter. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I broke them in half. Okay. And mm-hmm. I, I tied them up and I gave him half and I kept the other half. All right, and uh, mm-hmm. I wrote my phone number on that um, on that letter and and all that stuff. Yeah. You know. Hey, I you get no one opportunity. <laughs> you, t- you you take it to the limit. You know. <clears throat> right. So um, Malcolm Evans came out of a car, and I said, I asked him, Mal, could you please, could you please give this to Paul? And I was with my best friend Janice, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he said, "Sure, love." You know, with that accent, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, right, there, right. You you want to die just from that, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yep. um, okay, so that was that. And he went upstairs, and I have no idea what happened to my beads at that at this point. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is actually the day they were leaving New York. Okay, okay. and um, I. You know the the crowd began to surge forward as they came out, mm-hmm. and uh, Janice, uh, my friend, claims that she saw Paul wearing the beads, and I couldn't be sure because I couldn't really see him. You know, mm-hmm. I myself mm-hmm. did not. You know, the crowd was so so crazy. Right. Well, where are all the photographers good. at this moment? You know, you'd think somebody would have snapped the picture. I know. Okay. So then <clears throat> I, uh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I'm kind of surging forth and that's when I got closer to, I got close to John and I just slipped my hand into his at that moment. And, you know, they, as they kind of ran past. So I was able and, to touch him in that way. So I, I've always, I still so remember that. So please tell me he at least squeezed it a little. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> no, Aww. no. You always want to hear. You I always want to hear. Uh, yeah, you always want to hear. Uh, they, I, just, just, you know, just acknowledge.
technology a little bit, just give a little squeeze or something. But I guess, you know, his thought is, <laughs> no, get it, me through this crap. Like no, yeah, there was no eye contact or anything. It was little, this was like a hand that grabbed his, and he had no idea who, whose hand it was, you know. So uh, then they got into the limousine, and uh, this time they used the limousine. And I remember it was very, I mean, you got chills this time because they, they had a police escort as they were leaving. Mm-hmm. And um, the siren, you know, they blared their siren. So that was, like, very emotional. It was like, you know, it's the Beatles, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I mean, I still, I still, um, you know, it's it's amazing. Uh, uh, everything that I went through at that time, I can still relive. You know, it's amazing. And, uh, okay. So I actually, about four years ago, somebody posted a picture of Paul and John in the the limousine at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, Paul is holding up my beads and has the, the, um, the letter in his hand. So I'm (gasps) going to find that and I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Now I don't know who took that picture. I have no idea. And I wasn't even sure at first if it was, but then I asked around, and that's the clothes Paul was wearing that day, because that I don't remember. You know, wow. I remember he was wearing, I, like when he when he first arrived at the at the at the uh, Ritz Carlton, he was wearing this green jacket. Okay, um, and you've probably seen that green jacket in pictures. It has uh, patches. So that's mm-hmm. when I like, like when I was touching his arm, his shoulder, his hand. Uh, that's what he was wearing. And the thing about that jacket is that one of the girls in the group had her aunt sew her an exact replica of that jacket overnight. <gasps> okay. Wow. And yeah, yeah. And I wasn't there for this, but I, uh, but I was told that he saw it and, you know, these girls were there like maybe one, two o'clock in the morning, whatever. I, I had already left and he was turning her around thinking that that was her jacket, his jacket. <laughs> yeah. So she had a really good close encounter. Cause I mean, wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was that time. Okay, so that was 19, uh, and this is uh, right before my um, 17th birthday. Um, what year this was this? May, May. This was May 1968, when all mm-hmm. this happened with when they came to promote Apple. There were many other adventures to, uh, you know, that we had chasing them around while they were in town. But these are the highlights for me. These, um, these, <clears throat> these are the ones where you got to where you got in real close. Right, yeah. And then um, the following year, uh, mm-hmm. in March, um, he had just married Linda, and mm-hmm. um, he came to New York uh, with Linda and Heather, Linda's mm-hmm. daughter, right. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I took, uh, I was able to take a couple of photos of him there, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I actually did speak to him, and uh, you know, it's like you're confronted with this person, and you you don't know what to say. So I said, "Where's George?" <laughs> you know, and he oh. said he looked me he looked me right in the eye, and he said, "I don't know, love." 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh. And um yeah, and um it was just, you know, uh, I believe at that time I called my girlfriend to tell her and for some reason she didn't know what I was talking about and this is a Beatle fan too. And mm-hmm. she was like she hung up on me because I'm screaming. I said, I said to him again he talked to me, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> she hung up on me because she thought I was some crazy person. <laughs> and she was supposed to know automatically. It was a really shock. Her reaction was shocking to me. So wow. she hasn't lived that one down with me. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's <laughs> the, uh, yeah. And I know that a lot of people got a lot of photos at that time. You know, when he, when he married uh, Linda and he was here and he was standing on the corner and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I know, I yeah. know, I know there's stories of people going to, to, uh, to his apartment where he and Linda were quote honeymooning, right. which I'm sure wasn't much of a honeymoon, but you know. Right. Well, they'd already had a honeymoon, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, we just hang out there all the time. And by the way, I was at that point, I, the first time I was in school and I just cut class. Um, second time I was working, didn't go to work, you know. So that's, <laughs> you know, that's how you get to see a beetle, you know. Right, right. <clears throat> there was a lot. Of, there was there seemed to be a lot of school skipping, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you know, around around the Beatles. I don't, you know, and I, 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 unless I guess you were a, a Grateful Dead fan, you know, who used to also follow them around, there really hasn't been, mm-hmm. you know, fans who would do this, who were, you know, so many fans that were doing this. Yeah, so if you think about it, when they first arrived, you know, when they first arrived in 1964, there were 10,000 kids at the airport. So if you, if you think about that, they were all supposed to be in school at that point because it was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So, uh, I mean, I happened to be home that day because we we were given off because it was, um, um, this is, I'm talking about February 7th, 1964. Um, we were given the afternoon off because it was the Monsignor's birthday or something like that. And so, uh, you know, I was like, I had like three radios on at home. You know, it was so exciting. So that I would say that's when the mania began for me that day, the excitement of of uh of their arrival. You know, I didn't even know why I was excited. I was just <laughs> you know, I just went crazy without knowing why at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of theories on on why all those girls were going crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, you know, Pearl, it was so nice to talk to you, and so great to hear your stories. And you know, oh, I envy, it's been great talking I envy, to you. Yeah, I I envy envy you and being able to you know have those kind of memories and and uh, you know, uh, do you have grandchildren? No, I have children, but I don't have grandchildren. But still, yeah. I'm sure your children. Some were your children amazed, or are they amazed by these stories? Yeah, they, they are. Them? They think I'm. Yeah, they think I'm totally crazy. But my son is a punk, and he can take me. He's a punk musician. He's a teacher uh-huh. also. 
Um, and Ashley, Ashley's Beatles are the Killers. I don't know if you know that band, but that's you know. She's, so I understand loving a loving an artist, right? You know, right at that mm-hmm. level. Even though she calls me a uh, stalker, <laughs> you know? yeah, she would never do that. Yeah, she said we were all stalkers. But that's yeah, what people do well, back then. I think, yeah. I, th- I think nowadays you probably would be called a stalker. Yeah, you are, because it's a whole different world, so, yeah. Right, right. Well, I, mm. I yeah, there just wasn't, I don't think there was fans like that, you know, prior that were, I mean, mm. maybe there were people following, you know, uh, following Elvis, uh, Elvis and uh, Frank Sinatra around, you know, but, yeah. sure, you know. Sure, no doubt, yeah, but, but not like I don't think. Yeah, nothing, nothing yeah. like what the what was going on with the Beatles. Anyway, it was so nice to yeah. talk to you, Pearl, and I'm, I'm yeah. so happy that we got got to hear your stories. And hopefully, everybody out there is yeah. uh, has a smile on their face, reliving you know reliving these experiences with you. Anyway, thank you, and thank okay, you, Beatles great. fans, you. for tuning in for another show, and come back next week for another episode of I Saw the Beatles. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.